0: You're listening to the Sleuth Podcast. Real private investigators here to help you find the truth when you need to know. Sharing sometimes shocking, sometimes heartwarming, and sometimes hilarious stories from the field, they keep it real. Interviews with experts bring you insights on how people leverage PIs in their lives and in their businesses. Licensed by the Department of Public Safety, here's your hosts, Jamie and Lindsay.
1: All opinions expressed on this podcast do not constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available in this podcast are for general informational purposes only. The views expressed by participants are in their individual capacities only, not those of Blackman Detective Services. Listeners of this podcast should contact their attorneys to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information expressed in this podcast is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.
2: Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome to the episode.
1: You're listening to the Sleuths Podcast. I'm Lindsay. This is Jamie. We are real private investigators here for you when you really need to know.
2: Happy Friday. <laughs> Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.
2: Is it Christmas by the time this episode comes out? I hope so. Christmas, yes. Christmas time. it after. It should after. be. Happy, happy New
0: Year. Navidad. It is. This one will come out on the 31st, so it's New Year's. Ooh, happy New, yeah. New Year's Eve. Oh. The
1: what? last day of 2019. Ooh, ooh. It's kinda cool Ooh, to live in the future. Are we living in the future? Oh no. Does that make us living in the past?
2: Look at <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Time travel is always very wow. confusing. <laughs> so, how's life today? Life week? is good and life
1: is good. Because it's not actually New Year's and we haven't actually experienced the real Christmas yet, I'm in full Christmas mode at home. I didn't get my Grinch made, which makes me sad, Aww. but I'll get him I'll get I was him made looking for next forward year. To a picture. I know. I don't have any outside lights right now. It's a little too soon to do yard work. I've only lived there for like two or three weeks now. Everything inside is nice. I'm having my whole family over for Christmas, so I'm preparing casseroles in advance and I've um, got some health issues going on in my husband's side of the family. Everything no salt, is,
2: no sugar, no fun. Not that type of health issue.
1: Oh. Not not like we're <laughs> chunky and we're on a diet this Christmas. Like like there's some people in the hospital and we're oh yeah I'm sorry it's okay so Aww. we're we're all trying to make Christmas as Christmassy as possible. So I'm enjoying Aww. that part of it.
2: Well I'll pray for y'all. Oh.
1: because prayer works. Oh how's it going with you? <gasps> oh
2: thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I actually asked you. I'm sorry. Sometimes I just answer and then don't ask further questions. Oh I'm stressed out. This whole business owner thing is. Oh. Bringing me to a whole new level of crazy.
1: You're still good at it.
2: Yeah, but I cried yesterday. Oh. So, you know, that <laughs> lets you know where I'm at mentally. Burnout. But excited for the new year and for new things and for new programs and for just, you know, a lot of cohesive workspace and work ideas. And, yeah. you know, I'm excited about that. Just getting through the transition is fucking killing me. But.
1: We're one day closer every day, though. Like I, I keep having to remind myself how different things are going to be. And like we don't we can't really even. Oh, you have
2: no idea.
1: I mean, I, I have some idea. I'm trying to prepare myself a little bit, you know, like the office situation. Having a high rise office building is definitely new for us. Going oh, from high
2: rise. It that is it is a high rise. Really cool.
1: The Regis building is nice. Yes. So, I mean, it's it's really nice. And, like, we started out in a bunker, basically, downtown Raleigh.
2: (laughs) An actual No,
1: I mean, it was a building downtown, but it felt like a bunker. And then from that, we went to this very cozy little office thing. And then, you know, everybody's kind of doing some at-home, home home office type things here and there. And then now we're going to have this... Fancy-schmancy-feeling co-working space.
2: Now, the building is fancy-schmancy, but the office is...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little closet. Yeah, it's small. But that's fine. I mean, you, you want to go and, you know, shut the door and zone in and...
2: Well, you know, and we need to bring in some new clients, so we don't have time to be in the office, honestly. We need to be out meeting people. Yeah, I don't really expect and, to be there yeah. much. This is, my whole life is just black yeah. and detective services. But that's okay, because I love it, and I, you know, thank God for aligning things So, I can have this opportunity. So,
1: everything's going to be awesome.
2: Yes. The podcast is the only thing that gives me true joy in this job (laughs) right now. It's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. I mean, I feel like I can, you know, express where I'm at. I'm in a little safe bubble. It's you safe are. with the Joe. little
1: podcaster and with Joe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> People don't know this is actually just therapy.
2: That's right. <laughs> it, yeah. is. it kind of is. It's something about listening to yourself while you're talking that just kind of gives this like zen moment of Yeah. These and then are my and then
1: also hearing it a few days later to a week later. You know, because you kind of have to think about what you said. You know, there, there's it's not I necessarily don't. that there's repercussions, but it kind of after gives all some the dicks, I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: course, you know what? It's done. It's done. I've said <laughs> what I'm going to say. I can't go back. You know, you know, oh, right yeah. before the episode.
1: Uh, I still live in fear of all the dicks because I, do, I still don't know who's <laughs> I still don't know who's listened to My it. Trainer I don't, circled I don't it know it and he was who's like, friends with me.
2: He's like all the dicks. Really, Jamie? And I was like, just listen to it. Just listen to it. <laughs> and everybody always asks it's me not about a bad my episode. No, it's a great episode. It's just a title. You know? Do people don't
0: say like private eyes? They don't call him like, like Dick Tracy was a private eye, and wasn't right. that like a term for a private eye a forever ago? Yeah, like a private dick.
2: Yeah, oh, probably like in the 1900s. Yeah, let's go oh. back to the 1900s. <laughs> right <laughs> now, so that's like, what you should tell what people what we and be like, oh, sure. get your mind
0: out of the gutter, people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a word that means detective.
2: <laughs> 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 Right. They're like, we're going to be like dick straws and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing you know, we're back at the Bachelorette party.
1: (laughs) I'm looking forward to that, though. That's coming up in January.
2: Yay. That'll be all kinds of fun. So (laughs) we're going to go straight to the Stump Town. Stump Town. (laughs) Okay. So last week we left off and our Dex woke up in the bed with. Liz, that bartender girl, the one we all know is the mole. There's something wrong with her. Did you? Okay. I'm not going to go there yet. Hold on. Because I was like, (laughs) did you see that time? Okay. So (laughs) what happens? So they wake up in the bed and they're they're like, did we sleep together? They don't quite know if they had sex or not. And they basically decide that they're going to have a little pact that we're not going to tell Gray.
1: Oh, first of all, they didn't like unanimously decide that. Okay, what that happened there? That was Liz's idea. Liz specifically said so we shouldn't tell Gray, right?
2: And she was like, "Yeah."
1: I mean, Dex, I don't, I don't even remember if she actually even said anything. But you know, Dex usually owns up to her shenanigans.
2: Well, her whole thing is, I guess she was confused, right? Throughout she didn't the remember. whole process, neither one right. of them
1: remembered anything.
2: Right. So then, what happens?
1: So they. So she
0: throws her off the the roof. Right, <laughs>
1: right. That was awesome. So Ansel is rummaging around in the kitchen, asking Dex where something is, and they both were like,
2: "Oh no!" And she's like, "You're not going to make this any worse."
1: Right, like they couldn't possibly have Liz walk out, walk of shame, and then Ansel be there making a sandwich in the kitchen, like, "Uh, Dex, why, why is Liz? she here?" Yeah. Do you have a sleepover? So she takes Liz out onto the balcony and <laughs> the
2: she's next like, thing. She's like, jump, and then you just tuck your shoulder and then just kind just of roll. like roll. And she, roll, Liz splat. is like, Have
1: you done this before? Dex was like, Mm hmm. From many balconies, from various heights, <laughs> various occasions. <laughs>
2: right. I don't think she tucked and rolled well. It kind of sounded like a splat. <laughs> it was just kind of like, I mean, she didn't die, but. <laughs> no, I wish they would have showed it though. Why? that was hollywood <laughs> they couldn't show us that cuz she didn't tuck and roll and get out of there safely
1: i don't know it's kind of one of those things have you ever like looked down from a window or something like that like what if i had jump. to escape in a fire
2: i probably would burn up because i'm scared
1: i don't want to I, I feel like i would like <laughs> inch out of the window or inch off of the balcony like you know hold on by your fingertips first and then drop you know at a, a half the distance at least but she just she but
2: you went could be like <laughs> propelled what's the word
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the wrong word what's it called when when you went skydiving and you had someone attached to you tandem tandem you just
2: that's not it i don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to make a connection i was thinking like you could
2: fall on a bush and it could just like
1: that would hurt worse what do you You call that impale you thank you
2: impale not propel (laughs) (laughs) sorry And my brain is fried. I don't know who it's I like am. It's like that
1: one episode where you're trying to say that everything started going crazy and Jamie said <laughs> she wanted to say it was going haywire. <laughs> I was listening to it <laughs> later. She said, and things were going all hayride.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes going I get I get a little tongue twisted and I'm you know, not really good. So that's a class I want to take. I want to like work on communication skills a little bit better. That'd be cool. I kind of say like, like 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 a lot
1: same i think a public speaking class would be cool Hmm. back to stump town thank you
2: so perfect penny shows up perfect penny again another hollywood thing this lady went to school with Dex, so you know all of a sudden they are comfortable with each other you know whenever you meet new clients and you sit in the office and you don't know them You have to make them feel comfortable with you. You have to make them, you know, comfortable with telling you their story, what's going on, you know, what's happening in their life. Have they had sex with their whatever for, you know, recently, you know, just questions that you don't have with normal Joes on the street. And so... Dex doesn't really have to go through any of that because she's friends with the lady from high school, so they kind of know each other. They know their history, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You know, I never thought I'd be coming to you. You were always so bold back in high school." And Dex—they were like, nemesis, right? What did she say she did to Dex? And she oh, called she's her like, "Dirty Dex." She was like, "You had she t- you told everybody I had lice," and she was like, "You did have lice." <laughs> <laughs> Dex Aww. was like, "Oh," but you told everybody. Yeah. So Rude. that's why Dex called her Perfect Penny because I guess she, she was perfect. She got three
1: manicures a day.
2: Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. That's or nice. a week.
1: A day. A week. Perfect Penny walks in with her husband and her daughter into the bad alibi. And they said basically her daughter goes to this really fancy school and she has been accused of a crime that's basically she's looking at expulsion from school, right? And right. And not, not being able to... Attend any of the extracurricular stuff, you know, and um, also losing the potential for a scholarship, right? Which is really important for a high school kid who's in sports and stuff. So
2: they found a bag of pills in Adderall. her book bag. Adderall, four
1: hundred <laughs> Adderall. And you know what? I didn't look up what the legal thing is, but first of all, Adderall is a control controlled substance. So I think that having any on your person at all. That was my question.
2: Yeah. How many pills in North Carolina equal a felony? Can you look that up, Joe? Yes.
1: I think just one. One pill? If it, Yeah, if it's not prescribed use. to you. But it how do you know? Because it's a prescription pill because I'm prescribed Ritalin. I mean, it's the same thing, controlled substance.
2: Okay, well, we're getting ready to find out Yeah. how many you got to have on you. Is it like weed where it has to be like bagged up that, or That's kind
1: of how they made it seem. They made it seem like 400 was the magic number. Right. And so basically the family's complaint and their reasoning for hiring Dex was – Because she had, the daughter had this magic number felony pill that would result. Right. So they felt that she was being set up and the girl seemed super honest. She said, you know, I could have just kept it and sold it. I mean, shit, there's a lot of money in that. Right. But I decided to do the right thing and turn it in. Right. And so they painted a picture of the daughter being very studious, you know, and and trying to do the right thing. So she turned it into the principal. And instead of the principal basically saying, thank you for turning this into me, not guilty, the principal put the guilty stamp on the girl's forehead and said, "You're expelled. You know, you you're not getting your scholarship." And So she still reaped the repercussions of that, even though trying to do the right thing.
2: But in real life, that would probably happen unless yeah. you were able to.
1: Yeah, why didn't you just flush it?
2: Hollywood. Nobody would have known. <laughs> this yeah, <is> TV. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. in
2: real life, the child would have not done that. She would have either sold the pills. And probably gotten even more trouble, or, or gave him to someone, him to or flushed else. him, or just tossed him, whatever. But okay, so Dex goes on the hunt for the She criminal. some
1: she somehow gets into the school and she, poses as a substitute, substitute teacher. teacher.
2: Yeah, she just walked it. She just did her. She had thing. permission
1: though. Hollywood. Yeah. Ugh.
2: The that school would never system happen. is
1: not going to let you do that. I don't even think that and they I'm would thinking let, maybe like, if, a federal agent do that.
2: What if it was a private school? They can kind of do what they want to do.
1: That's true. That's a and thought. I think it is a private school. Yeah. Yeah, I could So maybe
2: they were able didn't to you go to like, a private school? I did, but there would have been none of that. I went to Catholic school. So if you didn't have your habit on, I always you didn't heard that
0: private schools had more problems with drugs because they're just better at hiding it.
2: Well, I went to uh, K through eighth. So, dear God. I hope that there's <laughs> yeah, not heavy drugs going on.
1: Yeah, not when they're that little.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe in high school or something. I have no idea. All I know is I was forced to wear plaid jumpsuits and Aww. pleated skirts. And you can't only have certain colored socks. And right. It's really boring. I begged my mother to please not send me to Catholic high school. I can't take it. Yeah. And then I ended up with the kid by the time I graduated high school. So Aww. I probably should have gone the <laughs> Catholic school girl route. That's oh no, okay. but
1: then you wouldn't have James.
2: I know my little pumpkin. Yeah, he's a big pumpkin. Big, <laughs> big pumpkin. <laughs> he's not so little. I call him my he's little tall. pumpkin. He gets embarrassed. He's I don't know a sixteen year old, so he barely speaks to me. It's like I'm a plague or something.
1: And he goes to public school, right? He does. I'm not there yet. You know, my child's still a toddler, she but hasn't I,
2: made it to preschool yet.
1: Right? Like I, I have a hard time watching things that have to do with you know, like daycares because of her, her age group. Does that, does watching something like this make you worry about your son being in high school and being around, you know,
2: bad influences and such? My kid's very grounded. Yeah. He is confident in who, who he is and whose he is. So he's the Lord's. Yes. (laughs) So I don't really worry too much about that. I don't know. I was not ever a child that got swept up in peer pressure or anything like that. Like, I don't care. I don't have I don't have that much care to care about other people. So I think he kind of got that. And dad's kind of the same way. He's told me he has friends that smoke weed and, you know, Mm -hmm. skip school. And and I tell you, it's, it's it's so funny. I track my kid, of course, because I wouldn't be a good mom if I didn't track my kid. Every now and then I get like a little tinge and I just want to look up and see where he's at. So I think last week I looked him up and he was not at school when he was supposed to be at school. He was driving Wake Forest Road what? and he doesn't have a car. He doesn't even have his license. So I immediately call and I'm like, where are you? I never say like, hey, how are you? What's going on? You know, right. I'm like, where are you? And he was like. I'm with my friend. And I'm like, and who told you you could leave the school? Well, I was going to (laughs) call. Negative, son. Get get your ass back on that damn campus. (laughs) Because, I mean, what they don't, I think kids don't understand is like if something were to happen to you Mm -hmm. and these people think that you are supposed to be on the campus, they're no longer responsible for you or what's happening. You've just taken it upon yourself to just go off and do what you want to do. And, you know, I need somebody to damn blame if something happens to you and you're, you know, not in place. Yeah. So he went right back. Good. But, you know, I don't know. I guess that's all a part of being a teenage mom. Yeah. I mean, or having, being a mom of a teenager. Right. I was a teenage mom. And. Yeah. Well, I knew you yeah, meant mom of you know, a teenager. <laughs> thank you. So, yeah. But Stumptown, Stumptown. <laughs>
0: Well, I looked it up. It's pretty tough to tell. They're pretty clear in North Carolina about like how much weed is too much weed and what Uh different charges you get. But when it comes to prescription drugs, the only thing I could really find out is there's basically four different levels um, of what you can get busted. Schedule one, schedule two, schedule three, and schedule four, schedule five and six. Oh, there's six. Look at that. Yeah. And all of them have jail time. None of them sound good. And the kind of overall thing is like a prescription that's not yours. And it doesn't really say the amount very clearly on any of the sites i looked at on a quick google search
2: felony or is that just a charge
0: so some of the sites i was looking at said it was a felony just by default Uh Um, and then some mentioned like a like a class h felony and i don't know what the difference was specifically or
2: i know the closer to a the worse so you want to be down there in the alphabet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that's, to get an A. You want to be like <laughs> Z, Q, You know, you want, even though they don't have those. But right. like if you're class A or one, like that's, a, that's high. Right. Most
0: of the sites did say too that a lot of it is if it's your first offense. I did see like heroin, any amount. Right. Felony. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't, it's not super clear from quick Google searching what the yeah. exact amount is in North Carolina. It seems like you just probably shouldn't be carrying a prescription that's not yours. Right,
2: right yeah. That'd be a good practice to keep in mind. Okay. Well,
1: well. We don't know what it's like in Oregon, but apparently 400 Adderalls is a felony. Magic you know, number felony the, is what and they, they, they call it. they
2: have been telling us the truth in terms of their well, laws. They have, yeah. So we can.
1: They must be consulting someone there. Well, obviously. hopefully they just look it up somewhere. Right.
2: What if
0: there's a, a two PIs that they consult? And that's two, a job that PI exists. Two PI
1: podcast. <laughs> if there's anybody in North Carolina that is considering making a PI show and you need some consultants. Call us. Yeah. <laughs> right into ask the sleuth. <laughs> Are you making a PI show and you don't know what to do? <laughs> Give us a call. We'll figure it out. Um okay, Stump Town. All right, so while she's there posing as a Um, substitute teacher. It's a classroom full of girls and they're all 16-year-old girls and they are not listening, definitely just not having it. They're not giving up any information at all. The family that hired Dex, of course, had a, a girl in mind that they thought would have benefited the most from their daughter getting in trouble. So Dex tried to seek that girl out in the school and basically hit a dead end. So while she's in the school, she is approached, of course, didn't have to do any digging, is just approached in the hallway by the girls' volleyball coach. Is that it? Volleyball. Yes. So this coach is like she fits the bill perfectly. She's like baggy sweatshirt, yoga pants, tennis shoes, straight blonde hair. She looks like a volleyball coach, but she's definitely. I don't know. I thought she fit the bill. I would have thought that
2: she was looking at. She you. would
1: be somebody that would be pushing prescription pills. At <laughs> all, I don't want to be me. But I mean, I thought it was a great casting choice. So She had
2: that look about her. She she
1: did have that look about her. I mean, hey, there's just a look and that's it. So this teacher approaches her and basically tries to put an idea into Dex's head that the girls who are students at the school have a lot of pressure on them to perform and that they are spoiled. And she said that they have entitlement issues. And she said that the... Perfect Penny's daughter, their family has so much money that they would basically pay Dex a billion dollars to try to prove that their daughter was innocent when she's probably not. So she never did say, oh yeah, she's definitely guilty. She just said, you know what? I don't know. All these kids are entitled. Their parents would pay an ungodly amount of money. and Basically just trying to put some doubt into Dex's mind that she was on the right track. Hoffman, Hoffman comes to the bad alibi bar and Dex enlists his help. So her Police officer boyfriend, of course, is able to help her out and also at the precinct. So he did some research for her and Dex didn't do her own. So that's kind of another Hollywood thing. You know, PIs are going to be doing their own research and we don't just show up at the police station and say, hey, can you run this background check for me?
2: Right. That's why I was like, I wish I had a cop friend so that I could have somebody do that. And it doesn't cost anything.
1: Yeah, it's free and instant for them. (laughs) Right. It's not free for us. Now,
2: did Hoffman... Come about before or after gray blew up the whole? That's all I want to talk about. <laughs> I know we're supposed to talk about PI stuff. Right. But I want to talk about this infidelity between, you know, because we are. Okay, go ahead. Liz and Dex. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't now know. I want to talk about that too.
0: Well, that's PI stuff, right? How What percentage of it your guys' cases have to deal with <laughs> infidelity?
2: For the domestic cases? 80%. Yeah. 90%. So but a lot of times it's not like this type of infidelity. What I, I mean, what this is, I mean, she woke up in the in the bed with the girl and, you know, they had to decide whether they were going to tell him or not. The only thing I don't like about P.I. work is we never get the, the joy of getting the whole complete story from beginning to end. Right. So it's like it's
1: like uh, even spoiled and ungrateful. We don't even know what happened, do we?
2: No, Nope. No, we would just kind of kind of come in there at the, you know, middle of the piece and help where we can. And then, you know, they don't need us anymore and they move on. But anyway, so they wake up in the bed together. And how did they even get in the bed together? So they go out. Is that the episode before where they go out to the casino? Yeah, they went out gambling. Yeah. And so basically they supposedly woke up drunk. Well, and I might be jumping all around, but they were in the bad alibi bar. Hoffman was in earshot and Gray basically confronts her and asks her, did she sleep with Liz? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't really quite know, you know, what happened.
1: She was being honest. She told him, she said, I don't know. I was closed. Liz was naked and I don't remember and I'm sorry. Right. And he just basically completely unloaded on her. He had obviously done some thinking about it and it seemed like it was hard for him to do, but he was very direct. He said, Hmm. you know, he'd
0: already gotten Liz's side, right? So he was already kind of thinking that that and
1: Liz's side was not true I mean she told a bold-faced lie Liz told Gray when he questioned her that it was all Dex's fault and that she I f- I fell on
2: the Dex train isn't that what she said yeah and he's like yeah but still you couldn't control of yourself right and so he believes Liz first before he unloads on Dex and then his ending conversation was just like find somewhere else to work find another bar
1: Another bar to drink at, another bar to hang out at, to do your work out of. He basically broke up their friendship. Right. And that happened while Dex was talking work stuff about her case with Hoffman at a table across the bar, a little high top table. So Hoffman overheard that and he was like, oh, so <sighs> you just slept with another woman. And My like, they feelings was hurt. I know. And he was so sweet about <laughs> it, too. Like he didn't bring it up. He was like, whatever, let's just go to work. You know, he didn't want to deal with it. And he was sad because they don't have like a defined relationship they hadn't had. He called it. They didn't have the exclusivity talk yet. You know?
0: Yeah. Do Gosh, you think that is holds that a up clock? though?
2: Like, like no. Once feelings like, well, you we hurt. didn't we are say exclusive. like
0: we wouldn't have sex with other people. But that's the crazy world people live in
2: now. Yeah. We didn't actually that, have it that. It feels that like an
0: excuse, but it is an excuse. The fact that he brought that up for her, I thought it was an indicator was of how nice of a guy he was, yeah. like how much of a pass he was willing to give her. He's
2: yep. too nice. Especially when he's talking to his partner and he's like, you know, if she sleeps with another woman.
0: That partner likes him, by the way. Is, I know. That's so obvious. She's
2: she's a yeah. mole, too. I don't like her either. Because she wants, she wants Hoffman to herself and she doesn't like she the fact that he likes... She still gives him good
1: advice, though. She's not, like, giving him snaky
2: bad advice to yeah, keep him away a, from Dex. Yes, he is. Yes, she is. Because she basically told him it didn't matter. She told him to talk it out.
0: I think and, what she told him to do was share the fact that he was upset with her. Right. Instead of just holding it in and not being ticked off about it. She's like, you need to tell her that it makes you mad.
2: Okay. I missed that part. I thought that was right.
1: My feelings idea. were
2: kind of in this episode.
1: <laughs> you were like, "Don't talk to him. You don't know him.
2: You don't know him like Nothing I do." Safe, nobody's safe. Hoffman, you should have left her alone and told you she was crazy.
0: I don't like the look that she smiled when she saw. So Liz smiled in that yeah. quirky little smile because
2: she's a mole when she saw that he kicked her away. Because she
0: was during that awkward conversation, she's like two Eaves rooms dropping. away, like yep. looking out, like pretending she's doing yeah. some work, and she got this like. She grinch was smile, like yeah, <laughs> just it a up. grinch smile, <laughs> Mr.
2: Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. I mean, li- I mean, I don't know when it's going to come out. I hope it comes out soon because I can't take any more. She's gone. Yeah, he, she, he kicked her out. Yeah, he said, but is she really gone? I don't think so. I don't
1: believe that yet. She's probably going to like open up a bar. Let me tell you what's <laughs> like, <laughs> she,
2: she might bad good
1: intentions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> But at the end of the episode, you know, Gray's getting ready to go back to Dex's and oh. try to fix this. Hoffman beat him to it. Hoffman beat him to it. I was like, yes. One for my guy.
1: Oh, it made me sad for Gray, though. They're both good guys. Just one's a cop and one's a felon. Oh, they're like the yin and yang.
2: Dex is like yin and yang love life. That's Dex has a lot going on. I just think everybody needs to leave Dex alone, and I hate to be like that because I'm like, you right. know, Dex is probably fun. I don't now, know. Liz is causing these problems. There, like she said, and I was upset because he was like, you know, you're just all over the place, Dex. You can't get your life together, blah that blah blah. Mean. And she's like, you know, I'm really doing better. Like, I'm turning my life I around. I have a semi. What did she say? A semi Halfway functioning normal. business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like semi professional, yeah, and then she goes home and makes that bed all crisp. That she can oh, yeah. bounce a quarter I, off of it. Or I know nickel. they
1: they could have done better with that. Like she was acting like she didn't remember how to make a bed. Like you're, <laughs> I, and th- I and felt like the she same was way. like laying across it, and I was like, okay. I mean, yes, you're probably used to doing a twin extra <laughs> long bed and not a queen size bed, but.
0: They needed to create drama and I felt they went a little too far. Yeah. Like, it was like when you watch like a bad infomercial and then like, is it opening milk hard? And then they make it like black and white and the guy like can't open the milk card and like, I can't do
1: it. It, it felt like, everywhere. Like it's
0: not hard making a bed. But she's like, she said like, oh. they cut that tight shot of her face and she's frustrated like, this is tough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't need to like flop across it. Like,
0: But the metaphor was good. Like,
1: It was. If
0: you're in the military, that's one of the things the military says. That's why yep. they do that is right. so that it helps you understand you start your life with good habits. And right. so she, that, that was a good metaphor for her. I'm going to do something smart. I'm going to invest in a good See, habit. I
2: love dicks. He's just confused yeah. trying to get it together. There's a
0: great book called Make Your Bed. Have you guys seen that one? It's like in the business category.
2: No. No, but I've heard that.
0: lots
1: of quotes about making your bed.
2: Do you make your bed every morning?
1: Uh, In my new house, yes. I got a new bed set. Thank you, Jamie. It was my <laughs> wedding gift. She gave me a gift certificate to Bed Bath and & Beyond, and one of the things I got was a bed set. So ever since I've got that in the new house for the last three weeks, I've nice. been making my bed every morning. 21 days. Yeah. One day the dog slept in it. Really upset me. A brand new comforter set out of my
2: sheets Yeah Yeah I make my bed every morning It's gotta be right In fact When I get out of it I could just like Flip the cover back over And like everything's good
1: You gotta have the right type of comforter Like it lays flat
2: Or nobody else in the bed with you Right (laughs) Except for my cat He sleeps on the end Oh (laughs) (laughs) Oh Jordan Sorry (laughs) So anything else about Old Stumpy Wumpy uh, that's weird. <laughs> no,
1: so I mean, she she solves the case, right? So it was the the volleyball teacher all along. Go figure,
2: right? Well, oh, so, we knew that.
1: Yeah, and they had like this really cool like chase scene. I
2: love that. Yeah, a little that bit. was
1: that was good. I liked it.
2: In real life, she would have been shot.
1: And of course, it was like in a junkyard.
2: Yeah, and she was like using her Adderall you know pumped up skills
1: she threw bags of like a thousand adderall out the window that she of course bought from some low-life teenager faceless teenager in a hoodie in a back alley those pills were blue
2: those weren't the same pills that she had in that girl's bag i don't know no but
1: adderalls some of them are blue oh i don't know yeah i I don't know either i'm just saying Need to know if the claim is legitimate? Get professional documentation from experts who understand workers' compensation. A PI can covertly document your claimant's activities and provide necessary video evidence, research, or recorded statements so that you can conclude if the claim is valid. Get to the bottom of it with Blackman Detective Services. Are you in a civil matter where you need to locate and serve court documents to someone? You might want to have divorce papers served to a wayward spouse or locate someone who owes you money. The investigators at Blackman Detective Services have the resources and intelligence to track down debtors and others avoiding being served with subpoenas, orders, and civil complaints. When there's someone you just can't find on your own or that has a history of avoiding, hiring an experienced investigator can be the key to unlocking the next phase of your case. You know what? Another thing about this season of Stumptown that really got me thinking was how stressful high school was. Like, I don't know how high school was for you. You said. Didn't care. Yeah.
2: Just showed up, did what I had to do and left. Yeah.
1: High school was brief for me. uh, Brief?
2: Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, I know what brief means, but how was high school brief? It
1: was really complicated. So I didn't graduate from high school. (gasps) I have a GED.
2: Girl, shut up. I know know that's right, Lindsay. You are (laughs) crazy.
1: (laughs) No, I'm not crazy. What happened? Do you mind Uh, telling? Yeah, so I... What I can... (laughs) What I can...
2: Actually, I can't Long
1: story short is I went my freshman year and my sophomore year, and my parents got divorced. So, of course, in your 16-year-old teenage mind, world ends. Yeah, And so I... I had a lot of bad relationships with friends that were bad influences, and I didn't make good decisions. And I wasn't like a criminal or anything, but I skipped school a lot, and it was just way too easy to skip school. I went to Athens Drive. Oh, by the way, I was listening to another one of the guys who do stuff, something. Was it the Carry Magazine guy? And Josh was like, Athens Drive, that that was like Kind of rough, right? And I <laughs> cracked up. <laughs> it doesn't it, it has a reputation for being a rougher school. Yeah, I think it's some type of like magnet school now. But one of the problems with Athens Athens Drive is that it's always also had a public library, and so the school right. is essentially open to the public all the time. Right, and that causes problems because there's always, you know, we had that case kids. where we were
2: looking for that missing girl, and they were coming from Athens Drive uh, well, I I wasn't Library. On that. Uh-uh. This was, I think, while you were in— High Point, yeah. yeah. Dang. That would have been a good one for me. I mean, we didn't do anything except for we—that's weird. Like, how do you work a missing persons case when and not be the police, right? Right. But we just chased down every lead that, that that we had, and we ended up in the same location that the girl was found. But we were just kind of asking questions and being there in case any— any helpful information came one. out. Yeah, I ended you know, up you tell
1: me about that another day. It was
2: an interesting day. Most of it was spent like talking to the neighborhood children
1: <laughs> about, right. you know,
2: what's happening in their neighborhood.
1: Right. And there's um, a lot in that area, too. That's how I skip school right. all the time. There's a lake right there. Right. I just, you just go to the lake, walk around. I had a friend that lived in the houses right across the way. Because I was like, a how Brugers did get bagel. To the library?
2: I mean, not how did she get to the library, but I was like, why didn't anybody find her while she was here? But if it's a a public public. library,
1: library. anybody can walk in and like, you don't even have to go to the principal's office and get a little badge or anything. Maybe now, but when I went there, you didn't. So I ended up being the school called my parents one day and of course my cell phone in my pocket rang. (laughs) <laughs> it's <just> like that. <laughs> they had my number. Like I was supposed to get rezoned to Middle Creek and everything, but I forged a letter to the school and from my parents, and it allowed me to stay at Athens. So I was just a hellion. You know. you are a
2: bad girl. So
1: they forced me to see a school psychologist for a predetermined amount of time and then apply to come back. So I was withdrawn, which is cool because I got to keep my GPA and all that. But by the time I went back my junior year,
2: mm-hmm. Yep. Cause you said, 10th yeah, I,
1: I tried to catch up, but I was so far behind at that point. I was like a year behind everybody else. Um, but my grades were still so good. I had a 3.4 Very and then good. I dropped out and <laughs> I was just like, whatever, I'll just go get my GED and graduate before everybody else. But yeah. is that what you did? No, I <laughs> I lived the adult life after that, and I, I lived on my own for a while, and I moved all around, and I worked, and I paid bills, and I was a grown-up, very young, and then and then one day, this roommate I had was like, get in the car, and she put me in the car. I was like, where are we going? She took me to Johnson County Community College and said, you're getting your GED, and she stood in line with me and everything, and I got my GED in like a day, Aww. basically. I just took the test, and I was done.
2: What a good friend.
1: Yeah, she was cool. We're not friends anymore. I that's remember what happened. Yeah. Don't even know where she's at. <laughs> Thanks, friend. But that's that's my story. Was high school is really hard for people. I feel like it would be harder now. There's just so much more going on. So that's what that episode made me think of.
2: Okay. All right. So, well, this episode made me think about cheaters. Cheaters. And what we don't get to do a lot of as PIs is the confrontation, right? Which is what everybody wants to see on the cheater show. That's the only reason why I watched a cheater show. I really could care less about the <laughs> couple of days of surveillance before. I wanna see, you know, I want you to grab yeah. the lady. I want y'all to pull up the on drama. Them. Right. At the at the place and I want you to cuss and I want you to fight. Somebody be there to witness all that. So I figured we could talk a little bit today because we're getting ready to go into into the holidays and <laughs> not that you're looking for cheaters <laughs> on the holidays or cheating stories, but I just thought it'd be fun, you know, little gifts to unwrap for today. Oh, hey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that worked out. So I found a couple of like a little stories and then we will share a Blackman detective stories story about Ooh. the same thing. So it's a gift to me. I called Mallory this morning. I was like, I need a story. I need. And, and I was thinking I was like, what, you know, what story did Blackman work on that kind of fits in this category? And I was thinking about that story. And so I called Mally and I'm like, write me some bullet points and send them on over.
1: He's awesome for that.
2: Shout out to Mally. He's like, he listens to the show every Tuesday morning. Yay. By 12 o'clock, I have a review. It comes out (laughs) at 4 a.m. Do you think
0: he listens at 4 a.m.?
2: No, but I listen at 6. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm like 730. Lindsay, have you listened to the show? (laughs) She's like, no, I just woke up. And I was like, oh, well, let me know. Because I've already listened to it.
1: So, here's our first story. The bullet points for Mally should be like a a, like a sec- segment a, a segment of the show, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> He'd be good at
2: that. Okay, right continue. Okay. So, example story number 1. He should fact
0: check your show, like have him come back and be like, here's notes on that episode.
2: Right. <laughs> I have an attorney. Shout out to Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown does Again. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every show, I get like a, a little whole text message of like five things that I've said incorrectly <laughs> or <laughs> things <laughs> that we should have cleared up the next Mr. time. Mr. Brown can or. tell us about the controlled substance. Yes. Be listening. Well, he's, he needs like a care package. Mr. Brown needs you to catch up. So I think he's on, like, episode four. Oh, come on. I know. He, <laughs> because he's reviewing them, and so he's right, got to, right. like, pay attention. Okay. So that's okay. You know, it is what it is. So story one, you ready? hmm This woman's husband said that he had suddenly found new friends. Flag. Sorry. Nobody gets new friends when they're old. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> Is it wrong that that just bum me out a little friend.
1: bit? <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, I'm not old, <laughs> no that's
2: different. I'm not young, <laughs> but by now, like you, kind of have the people that you're going to be hanging with. All of a sudden, you're, you know, your schedule's not going to change. Oh, I've got these new friends. We're at the gym, right, yeah. You know, so, so uh, they all go to the gym. <laughs> they all like to be buff, and that was his reasoning for going, even though his physique had not changed at all. So she called. Blackman Detective Services, and we set up surveillance. This guy was next to impossible to follow, but he was so suspicious, and he drove around weird routes and made abrupt turns and so on. Kind of like your guy in Wilmington. Wilmington. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I was thinking (laughs) of. We did notice one thing, though, however. Every time our subject left, the neighbor always left at the same time. When we asked the client if they had ever seemed flirtatious, she said yes. So we decided to follow the woman instead of the man one day. She was also suspicious and evasive when driving, but we came prepared with three investigators.
1: Those are my favorite.
2: I know. It it kind of makes my nerves. kind of tears my nerves up a little bit, but it works. So we decided to follow the woman instead of the man, and after briefly losing her, we found her vehicle in an industrial location behind a gated area in a building that was closed for the evening. Moments later, the subject's vehicle pulled into the same parking lot. I picked up the client in my car. Ha ha. Here goes that confrontation moment. Picked up the client in the car and drove down to the location. Normally, we never bring the clients with us. I mean, this is the first and the last time because <laughs> she would likely have shown up either way once she got the update. So at least bringing her in, the, in our vehicle made it a little bit safer for everyone, which is kind of how cheaters yeah. operate. They go and pick up the person because next thing you know, they're hitting people with their cars. So as we were pulling in, she literally jumped out of the truck and hightailed it to the vehicle. She opened the back door and found her husband pants down and the woman undressed. She was hopping up and down (laughs) and screaming, trying to get at the neighbor. But the guy was standing in between them and blocked the way so the woman could get to her car. We moved out of the way and then the woman uh, went to safety. So in this story, the couple ended up staying together and he stopped seeing the neighbor. Right. But she did call some months later wanting us to tap his phone, but we don't do that. Story one. That right. kind of reminds me of Greg's, the people having sex in the parking lot.
1: That's what I was thinking.
2: Yeah. That happens a lot. A lot of people have I'd, sex in their cars. Again, with
1: the Wilmington thing, the only time I've ever seen people actually do it was one time. Really? Yeah, that was the only time.
2: I've seen it one time before, too, but it happens a lot because people are too cheap and <laughs> don't want to pay for hotels. And you could just hop in the backseat.
1: That's so sneaky. I guess it's I guess probably. Maybe it's part of like the
2: thrill of it, I guess. I don't know. Right. Because if cheating's not fun, what are you doing it for?
0: What a weird, like, so they're trying not to get caught. So they're like, you know, we should be in a pretty public place. Yeah. it
2: doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense. I like,
0: or maybe I'm just overthinking it. Because if you get a hotel, you got to pay and register. And maybe that's why.
1: Maybe. I, I really do think my theory would be, I mean, that, that must be part of it, you know, for the fear of receipts and things being found on statements and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. And if you go somewhere public, like a hotel, you're being seen with that person. Right. That's a whole nother level, maybe.
1: But they're no- always in their car. Then there's the other one the the one where I was at the ale house and they never like did anything. They were just necking, as you call it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we like necking. necking is good. well, I mean it it always depends on their wife or husband or whatever and kind of how they operate and how tech savvy financially savvy, you know, all of that stuff matters. If their wife never checks their records, they probably will go to a hotel because you'll never be looking at the money anyways. I mean, so that's okay. But if you're, you know, with a woman who's paying the bills and you know, or writing the checks for whatever, no, you can't have a 60, $70 charge to the hotel. Cause what were you there for? And then you can't have the other girl pay for it. Cause then it makes you look like a creep because I'm here to yeah. sleep. Like, Why am I paying for the hotel? And nobody keeps cash. Right. And if you went to, like, a cash-only hotel, you probably, like, come out with, like, scabies or something. Ew. Something really gross.
1: I didn't know there were cash-only hotels. Most sense.
2: of the time when you go to hotels, they make you put a credit card on file so that if there are any incidentals right. or whatever after the fact and you checked out and left, they can still charge the card. Right. But there are some hotels who could not care. Right. And as long as you, you and know, think about that. You're right. So you just give them 50 bucks, <laughs> do what you got to do, and you're out of there. You know, and life Plus goes on. Plus, I feel
1: like if that's all you're doing, like, why are you going to pay $50 to $150 for a hotel room that you're really only using for, like...
2: Right, which is why they end up in their cars. A short,
1: short amount of time.
2: Right. Well, yeah. that the one case I was telling you about in Carrie, where the guy took him, like, a minute to get to, to the office from having sex with a lady in the park. Yeah. They were in the park literally, like, 10, 15 minutes. Right. Why would you spend the money? I mean... You you suck either way.
1: <laughs> so I
2: guess, you know, spending extra money. Well, at least money they're not cheating on car. you and
1: spending up your marital money. I
2: mean. <laughs> Jeez. But then they'll just take it all whenever they decide to leave you. Right. Uh-oh. Damn.
1: You got another cheater story? Of
2: course I do. <laughs> you ready?
1: Is it a bullet list for Mally?
2: No, not yet. Okay. Are, you Go want ahead. the bullet list? Yeah, I like those. I'm not ready yet. No. Okay. They're kind of like really short stories. And so it's just kind of, again, not a full Shebang. You don't get the beginning. You don't really know how it all started. You just kind of have, like... Get the meat of it. Yeah, and then that's it. And then they move on. And they're like, either they stayed together or they didn't. So this man and his wife just had a baby a couple of weeks before. And the baby was crying a lot. So the guy's excuse was that he needed to leave and clear, clear his head. At first, wife didn't think much about it. But then she was like, what are you doing? You need to be helping me. And he said he had to just go for a drive. And that's when she hired a PI. Normally... It takes a few days for us to kind of like come up with a pattern, right? But on the first day, the investigator followed him and tailed him to a popular university in Toronto, Canada. The subject picked up a young woman uh who was attending the university that he would have been somewhere in his mid-30s and she would have been somewhere from like 18 to 22. They went to a nice restaurant where they held hands and kissed the entire time. It sounds like your alehouse guy. Right. Then after dinner, they went to the vehicle and without tent on the car, began to fool around. So they were visible. I don't know if he and the wife stayed together. She was distraught when I told her what was going on. She did a lot of crying on the phone and asking what she would do. Ultimately, they weren't there to give marital advice. And so they provided her with the evidence and never heard back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much true. We don't ever hear back. It's just like, here you go, you know, make your decision. And, and even then, even if you don't make a decision, we may not even ever know about that. And it's, if we want to know, it's just pure curiosity. That's not professional curiosity at all. You know, like it's, you hired us to produce some type of um, timeline and evidence for you and, and things that are happening so that you could see it. And then you make the decision what's going on. Right. We, we had one case, like I've told everybody I'm, working on learning to be a case manager. And so every now and again, I sit in on the new client interviews, you know, their, their little free consultation that they get where they initially meet us and tell us their problems and we brainstorm together. And we had a client come in on one where I was sitting in and he was highly skeptical that his wife was being unfaithful. And he had a pretty good idea of who it was. He had seen text messages, you know, he had receipts, he had emails, the whole shebang. He knew who the other guy was. He saw him frequently, knew where he lived, knew where he worked, knew what he drove. And like mm-hmm. he he kinda just wanted Oh. He just wanted to take the next step and meet with a PI. So when he did, we said, Oh, okay, well, you know where they both work. You think they meet on lunch? And I proposed the idea, well, how about why don't we follow them to their lunches together? And right. then, if you would let me film your wife while she's having lunch with somebody else, you could decide for yourself whether or not it's a romantic relationship or not. Right. You know, or are they just friends? Because that was kind of his question. You know, they might have just been close friends. And he completely turned that idea down. He had his own ideas of what he wanted. He really wanted to know if the man was going to his house while he was out of town. And so we really didn't have a lot of involvement in that at all. Uh, the client just opted to get some advice on video cameras and stuff and installed some cameras in his home. Because you know why? Because he wanted to see if the man was showing up there, yeah. But
2: and, I mean, that would have
1: proved all – but the him and his wife were financially independent from each other. Right. Like that wasn't even a factor. He wasn't concerned with her ability to, you know, support herself. Did they decide to split I think he was just trying to – He didn't even want to see it for himself. I'm still a little bit confused on what he wanted us to.
2: I think that if there was something there that he could use to get away from her, he would have been happy. But just having a conversation with somebody at lunch is not going to give you the legal evidence that you need to to prove that this right. relationship was happening. That's what I was
1: thinking. I was thinking that this client in particular was not looking for legal evidence. He was looking for the emotional evidence. You know, he, he wanted to make a decision for himself. I don't know that he, if they were going to go,
2: but is that emotional evidence for him to just be looking to see if the guy's car was over there? I mean, I would have thought he would have jumped on your whole thing about watching right. the lunch. Cause I mean, that's I what probably I'm saying. would have done it from. anyways.
1: I don't know, but I guess he was happy in the end. That's what he decided. And the person never showed up at his house and That's the thing, though, is your wife is still going out to lunch with this man, right? Well, maybe he doesn't care about that as long as you're not bringing it home.
2: That could be a thing. I mean, you know, people do that. That's
1: another thing that I'm learning while interviewing clients is that sometimes the stuff that they tell you is irrelevant, you know, and just kind of clouds your brain. And, you know, I was very focused on the lunches together because that's what to me as the investigator seemed important. But to the client. Right. That's not what he cared about. Right. You know, he cared about something completely different. And then now I have all this information. And I just got to get over it. Like, <laughs> right. I just have to forget what Doesn't I just heard. Right. Yeah. Do I mean, you guys I mean, ever
0: find like, cause you guys are there to help people find the truth. Right. And yeah. so they come to you and they need to know for whatever reason, they want to know what's going on right. and they don't trust the person whose answer. And so that's why they engage your services. Do you guys ever feel like you're on the wrong end? Like you, oh, somebody time. hires you and you're like, I'm working for the bad
2: guy. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, that yeah. happens a lot. I mean, but you can't be judgmental because everybody has their perspective. Right. Because right? there's
0: a difference between the right and wrong, the justice side of it, which is not really where you guys live. Yeah. It's just right. these are the facts side of it. Like this is what happened. Yeah, I, I watched this really fascinating Ted talk and this woman, her name is Lori Gottlieb and she is a psychiatrist. And so she has a, column and people write into her column all the time Mm -hmm. and uh you guys always talk about how they're not giving you the whole side of the story well this just made me think she has this got one version of a letter that she got from one side and then here's the other side of the story oh so here's here's the here's the version that she got from the wife Uh, well last night i discovered for the past few months um, he's been secretly having long late night phone calls with a woman in his office i googled her and she's gorgeous I can't believe this is happening. My father had an affair with a coworker when I was young and it broke our family apart. Needless to say, I'm devastated. If I stay in the marriage, I'll never be able to trust my husband again. But I don't want to put our kids through a divorce, stepmom situation, et cetera. What should I do?
1: It's like that State Farm commercial. Well, he's a guy, so... (laughs) <laughs> she sounds hideous. Are you wearing khakis?
0: <laughs> so then later, like, so she's talking about story editing, and I don't think this is actually the husband. She, she was making the same point you guys are always making. Like, there's always another side to the story. Yeah, right. And she said, this would be the letter from the husband. Dear therapist, I need help with my wife. Lately, everything I do irritates her, even the small <laughs> things. Like, the noise I make when I chew at breakfast. <laughs> I noticed that she even tries to put extra milk in my granola so it won't be as crunchy. <laughs> I feel like she became critical of me after my father died two years ago. It, I was very close with him and her father left when she was young. So she couldn't relate to what he, I was going through. There's a friend at work uh-huh. whose father's died a few months ago and who understands my grief. I wish I could talk to my wife like I talked to my friend, but oh. I feel like she barely tolerates me. How can I get my wife back?
2: Oh, I'm so sad. Yeah. See, what I would really love to do more and we don't do is like mediations. Just, I mean, and Allison kind of do does this sometimes. Do
1: that we send people to?
2: No, I want to do it. Counselors? I don't oh. want to be, I don't, sometimes you don't need a counselor. Like in a situation like that, I mean, he's having a conversation with a co-worker who has the same family life crisis that he's had. Yeah. You just need to express these things without worrying about being judged or put mm-hmm. down or made feel worthless. One of my biggest fears of getting married is, like, drifting apart from my partner. Yeah. Like, that would just kill me. Yeah. And things like that are just, I mean, that's, that's a that prime is. example. A, yeah, like, you just can't even them. talk. You can't even talk. And that's, a, you know, a life situation that's happened. And from somebody that's lost my mother, I was a – who knows who I was for a couple of years. Like, I probably right. was very
1: Right, and if you were married at that time, you would need the person who – I need you to there be on, on my team. With to, right. Yeah. I don't need you to be. all of your phases.
2: Yeah. That's scary. Okay. Great story. Thank yeah, you. That was a good one. Okay. So we'll go to Mally's.
1: Bullet points for Mally. We need a title for that.
2: Well, it's. Even Mally's... though he sent me bullet points, I've been instructed to read them as if it's a story. Right. So. No bullet points for Mally. But it is bullet points for Mally.
1: Is there another word for summary that starts with an
2: M? Nope. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> million dollar video so our client and three girlfriends walk every morning in their neighborhood the client didn't work she would stay at home and she did charity work which often took her out of town so while she was out of town she would begin to notice on these trips that she couldn't contact her husband multiple times during the week which is odd right how many times do you talk to your hubby through the day all day all day so she began to hear these rumors about her husband having an affair, and noticed that one of her walking buddies wasn't there when her husband was out of contact. Hmm. So she's—it's <laughs> not funny. I mean, there's a movie about this, and it's already playing in my mind. So right, that's not good. So you she's going out friends, on these, girl. <laughs> right? She's going out on these walks, and all of a sudden, one of the friends is not there when her husband's out of contact. So. She hired Blackman Detective Services. He went in for her free consult, and so here we go. We began surveillance on the husband. We worked about one or two days a week, and he would go to a parking deck about a mile or so from his house, and he would drive out the other side and go right back home. Weird. So we cut surveillance because we thought he was just kind of like driving around. We hadn't figured out the pattern. Um, The client began to suspect that he was having the affair with the walking buddy and possibly bringing her to their home. So the client tells the husband that she has a charitable function in Nashville and she would be gone about two days. And this isn't isn't out of the ordinary. So, you know, she goes on about her business. We set up our surveillance on the husband. We have uh, one investigator in the parking lot. So this was a leapfrog deal. We had uh, one investigator in the parking lot and the other one was uh, following the subject. He drove into the parking lot And up to a waiting vehicle, which happened to be at the top of the parking deck. She immediately got into his backseat where they couldn't be seen. He drives out the other side of the parking garage and back to his house. So this lady is.
1: Oh, that's why it looked like he was just driving in, driving out by himself because she
2: was in the backseat. She was in the backseat, probably ducked down. I know. You ho. (laughs) kind of a sneaky lady. You're (laughs) (laughs) adulteress. So meanwhile, the client is spending the time at the hotel waiting for us to tell her what's going on. So client had a plan, right? She's going out to Asheville. She, she drove to Asheville. And I want to say that she had a relative or sister or something that lived in Asheville. And I don't think that they spoke often on like cell phone. And this was some years ago. I was telling Tanya about this story and she was like, oh, it's when so-and-so and and -and so-and-so worked here. And that was way before my time. And I want to say the guy that doesn't work for us anymore because he was the guy that went to go take a poo while he was on surveillance and his guy (laughs) left. (laughs) So he's not here anymore. Uh But these guys were out there. So 15 minutes after they arrive, we call the client. The client who's in Asheville, the client leaves from Asheville ASAP, hightails it back to Raleigh, and pulls up to her house. She meets the investigators outside. They That's met a down good the street. Four hour drive, at least. She probably made it in like three point two five.
1: Right. So, like, <laughs> they're still in the house together.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, now, think about it. So, we've watched them for two days a week, pretty much, right? he leaves and comes back so he's probably there for a couple of hours i mean he's supposed right. to be at work you know and wife's out of town so he pretty much has all day to do whatever it is that he wants to do mm-hmm. and and from what i'm getting from mally they they spoke often enough that he kind of knew where she was and what her pattern was when she was out of town and so mm-hmm. you know he was he was, was, comfortable, he was comfortable in that right and so she gets to the house meets the investigators down the street they all walk to, into the client's house. And the client lets them in the back door. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting excited. <laughs> the investigators turn on their video cameras at this point. Oh, yeah. Because you need, I mean, this, this is the money shot. This is the shot that we want anytime we work a domestic case. I would not like that. Nope. Listen up. Investigators turn on their cameras. They follow the client into their upstairs bedroom. The door was closed. The client slowly opens the door. Camera's rolling. They did not want to interrupt the throes of passion, but they could clearly hear someone, you know, doing the wild monkey thing (laughs) as they walked into the room and, of course, saw them in there. (coughs) And they finally look up and see that she's in there with, Two guys with video cameras. It turns okay. out to be the client's walking buddy. The client says, bitch, put on your clothes and come... No, she didn't say that. She says, Cup, put your clothes and come on into the living room. And I think he did not put this part in there. But what I remember from the story is the woman had on the client's robe. Oh, I heard that. That's right. (gasps) Yes. She had on the client's robe. So I guess they were like in between or (laughs) playing role play. I don't know what you're doing. Has on the client's robe. And she says, you know, come on into the to the living room and, and don't you lose that million dollar video. You know, she says that out loud so that, you know, he knows that they're being recorded. These are active, you know active video so you might want to calm down before you try to show out because I would that was what I would be afraid of right yeah That's so that why my I said I wouldn't like that right it's I mean anything could happen so as the but,
1: investigator I would not I mean I know you got to do what you got to do but I would not feel comfortable walking in the back door of somebody's home knowing that but she
2: let them in the client let them in yeah but you're about to confront somebody girl I would be right there camera prepped and ready to go A camera is just. I don't know.
1: I think I've got. I've done too much work, armed (laughs) and wearing a (laughs) a bulletproof vest to wear going into something like that. I would. I don't know. But I'm sure. I feel like like that's dangerous. But if you think about it,
2: I'm sure that they had conversation with her. Do you guys have guns in the house? Yeah. Yeah. I would need to know all of that. Is there something
1: in that nightstand? You know, like I need to know everything. (laughs) Let's
2: get there before he does. Yeah. So obviously, and it says right here, the client felt no fear, and we were asked to leave. So she told the investigators, go ahead on downstairs, that she was going to have this conversation with her husband and the, you know, the girlfriend had went on about her business and really that was it. (laughs) End of the story. It just says most PI videos can be short and choppy, right? Interrupted by cars or people walking in front of the camera, you know, and it's not, it's not a Hollywood production. So I guess, you know, this video was probably like jumbled walking up the steps right right yeah it was you know just a small clip of them in the bed together right and then it cut so there wasn't going to be a whole whole bunch of surveillance video but if you can you know put together the story you're in there you've got the money shot that's pretty much all you need.
1: Another podcast I listened to, they were talking about quality of video for PIs. And yes, guess that is super important. And you do evaluate your surveillance investigators based on their quality of video. But we do also expect, you know, we had a client one time that freaked out on us because my video was shaky. She was like, that's shaky ass video. Oh,
2: my gosh. Look, lady,
1: are you a PI? Do you take clear, steady video all the time? Because you can't when you're moving. Right. Like if you look at a news station camera or like what our friend who did our video for us, his camera, these things are on stabilizers. It keeps them stable as you're walking, as you're moving. But that's big, heavy, clunky equipment. Our cameras fit in our pocket for when we need to go.
2: Right. You know, like. I got time just to open my thing up long enough for it to focus and then shoot.
1: So, I mean, that is a good point. You can expect your video to be.
2: But, you know, at the end of the day, Raw. say if this person had to go to court, yeah. right, they would have the previous day's investigations. Yep, time and date stamp. Right. They would be able to prove that his pattern before was just to go into the parking deck, come back out, go back to the house. You know, what is he doing? We don't know. And then you find out later that he's meeting the girl at the top of the parking deck. Mm-hmm. They were going to be able to get a tag of her car, identify who she is. And all of this would be in their notes. So if anything came up where they said, you know, your video sucks and it's, you know, shaky, I can't see it. You know, the investigator can always go to court and It'd say, be a bad
0: lawyer, right? Like,
2: yeah, but the video's shaky. I mean, right. Yeah, it's shaky, but I can see your butt. Right. So, yeah. You know, there it is right there. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that you in her, in her bed? Right. So, you know, investigators can always go to court and testify on what they saw. Mm-hmm. And to be and honest, you
1: get still shots of that video.
2: Right. But you don't want the investigator to go and talk because they're going to be able to tell you more that you know, they saw. Right. And what that was one going case on. is what
1: did it in the one where I had to go and testify. Right. And that's what did it. I mean, they had the video, they had the report and it was like spelled out. The man right. is doing a line of drugs with his child, with him. <laughs> I have it on video. You know, I have it written down, but they needed to hear me say it. The judge saw the video. The judge read the report. Right. Right. I'm watching him do both. He didn't take away the man's custody of his child until I said out loud what the video showed and
2: what the report read, right, in my own words. So, I mean, because you're talking about taking somebody's children away from them, mm-hmm. so it's and not a, it's not a game. Is important. It's not a. It, so, so that's that's that a was fun a good, story for the day. A good episode. Oh, hold on. <laughs> so, I think the last episode we talked about the Instagram. I think we're up to like 76 followers. Oh, we're getting there. Whoop whoop. When we get to 100, we'll do five shirts. Joe will post a picture of him with his shirt on. Oh, so Joe got, got one a shirt Christmas. today,
1: and he's excited to wear it because it's pink and purple, and he doesn't have a pink and purple shirt that's yet. Right. That's right. It's my
0: first one.
2: <laughs> yes, with a cool little thing. If you have a podcast and you want to share some ad time with the sleuth, we would love to chit-chat about it. We are going to do some collabos. I don't know if that's what you call it. It sounds right. They're like collabos. That. Okay. <laughs> collabos. Sounds good. It sounds the- like a very cheap drug. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get those kalabbos? We're gonna, collabos we're gonna at? snort some collabos later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so scared to snort anything. Oh <laughs> <laughs> the thought of that in my nose makes me go
1: And if you're that guy that keeps commenting on our stuff, stop go away. Go Stop. away! If you're not gonna, there's stay. somebody out there who claims that we are spam, and they keep commenting on all of our boosted
2: posts. And he put a bunch of jiffies, jiffies, jiffies. <laughs> gifs, 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 goof. GIF. No, it's a gif. Is it a gif?
1: Yeah. Okay. Put all right. those bad gifts. We're not spam. We are real PIs. We are really here to really help you. This is a real podcast. I'm really Lindsay. This is really Jamie. This is real. We don't go. I mean, this is not a lie. This is not Hollywood. That is literally the premise of the show, that we're real. And yet there are people out there who go out of their way fake. to say that we're
2: fake. They're not sure. <laughs> They're like, I've never seen this before. It can't be true. That can't be real. That's why we're here, people. We are real people, real PIs here to help you when you really Really need need to know. know. (laughs) Have a great year. January, see you next. We want to hear from you. Are you stuck in a complicated situation and you just need some advice? Email your story to askthesleuth at gmail.com and we'll read it on air. We'll give our opinion and so might our guests. We'll talk through your situation, but don't worry. We'll keep all of your information confidential. That's askthesleuth at gmail.com. Blackman Detective Services. Check out our website at blackmanpi.com and follow us on Facebook. We don't sleuth shame. Subscribe to The Sleuth on your favorite podcast app if you really want to know.